Good morning, good morning. And how is my sound now, Marie-Pierre on Podbean? It's low, huh? The same. How about if I do this? Is this a little bit better? Yeah, don't look too smart on uh, Facebook, but you know what? doesn't matter. Fits right in the subject of today. Resilience, resilience. <laughs> okay, so please write in the comments, if you're following us on Facebook, what would be your definition of resilience? And if you're on Podbean, good morning, Lee. She's on Podbean. Joanie's on Podbean. Uh, Natalie's on Podbean. What is your definition of resilience? You can write in French, you know, on Podbean, I can read French or English. Or actually, Marie-Pierre can read French or English. <laughs> it's good, eh? What would be your definition of resilience? So, in step one, all those following us for the last uh, three podcasts on Thursday and Friday, we talked about forgive and remember. Forgive and remember. Forgive and remember. Which means that mistakes are welcomed as long as I don't repeat my mistakes. Then we covered um, the part of, what was it, Marie-Pierre? Hang on a second, I'm looking for it. Second part yesterday was, thank you, Marie-Pierre. Second part, Marie-Pierre, was? Marie-Pierre, second part was? Forgive and remember, that was yesterday. Okay, and the first part was? <laughs> the first part was um, save face. Save face, there we go. Okay, I couldn't get the word anymore. I go, she's going to give me a hand. <laughs> but she lives far from me, so the time she unmutes herself, it takes a little bit of time. <laughs> okay, so save face when somebody makes uh, an error. Remember Churchill when he uh, met the hero work war hero and he was so awkward in his presence churchill said um i know you must be feeling starstruck being in front of me imagine how i'm feeling being in front of a hero uh, forgive and remember which means take notes so every time we make a mistake we take notes we allow people to do it by creating an ambiance where people can Make mistakes and not be pointed by the finger helps our team also to be a lot more creative. And it's in that subject I want to go right into today. So if you're joining us for the first time, it's the book of Dale Carnegie, uh, Communication, Digital Communication of the 21st Century. And we're in the chapter of Mitigate Fault, Resilience. So welcome and thank you once again for joining us this morning in the English podcast which by the way, we're at about, oh, maybe, maybe we're getting close to 20 hours. So for all our English friends, give us time as we progress. I promise you we're gonna get better and better and better. So the podcast was born from a personal, personal need to read self-improvement books, to be able to consume them in a productive way and put them to good use. What better way than to do it together with the family, you're my family, the millionaires of the diamonds. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so why go to this length? Acknowledge that failure happens. Encourage dialogue to foster trust. Separate the person from the failure. We never say to somebody, oh, Joni, you failed. No, the project failed. 
uh, learning from mistakes by by discussing and writing down so we don't repeat them, creating uh, a risk-taking environment. Why do we go to these extents? Why? If any of you have the answer, it'd be nice for you to write it in the comments and on live uh, on Podbeam. I have Joan with me. You just write on Podbeam, Joan, directly on the Podbeam. Why? The answer is so we can find the borderline between what is possible and what is not possible and work alongside it. Because this is where um, magic happens, right on that borderline, right on that borderline. And once again, if I come back with, with me and Mohammed as a young couple, how we always, always, always um, were on the fast track, like borderline, borderline to lose everything. I remember when we started doing the computer parts and then we 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 went into making photocopies. I know it's illegal anyway. We made photocopies for books, whatever. We were young. We wanted to be successful, always like on that borderline. This is where innovation happens. This is where creativity happens. This is where the magic happens. This is where we test our talents and grow as individuals. So I knew, we were just going out, I knew Mohammed was for me because he was able to take risk. He was able to absorb the hit and laugh about it. We laughed about it. So together we grew as individual. Yes, hugging that fine line, that very fine line means that you will often fall over and fail. If you ask me how many times I failed, I will answer you. I can guarantee you I, failed, I have failed 80% more than I have succeeded. And the only reason people are successful is because they're not afraid of failing. Okay. And every time we fail, Mohammed and I, and I teach my children the same thing every time we fail, what a glorious failure it has been every single time. Uh, Marie-Pierre, just take 2020, you know, where we walked in in COVID-19. What a fail in March and April. What a fail. We were so not ready for that 21st century. We were, we were the last, literally the last of the Mohitians still doing home parties. Are you kidding me? What a fail. But what a spectacular fail. Because when we look at the results today, amen for that. Everything we, we are building today was based on a spectacular fail. I love the example they take in the book. Everybody knows that Dyson's vacuum cleaners, actually they do a lot more than vacuum cleaners. But did you know that Dyson had 5,000 fails, prototypes before it made its first vacuum cleaner and brought it to market? Can you imagine that? Okay, what we must remember when faced with a person who has made a mistake, is that, is that how did he or she handle it? How did he or she handle it? What we, what we must remember when somebody has made a mistake is remembering also that we as the support system around them, let's talk about our children for two seconds, because I, I have gone through tough times with my children, how we supported our daughter, and how we received her massive fail, how we helped her to be, uh, to be, uh, how we coached her to live through 
the tough moment and how we made her learn from it was the main difference that today my Nadia is the most um, outgoing, spontaneous, dynamic, enthusiastic young woman I know. But what you need to remember us as parents, as spouses, as leaders of company, this is what makes the main difference, okay? A main difference between ordinary and extraordinary people is how they perceive and respond to failure. And we as parents can encourage a failure where we help them learn from it and tell them it's okay. As a good spouse, as a good parent, let me repeat, leaders, we can influence on which side they will fall of that failure. For mistakes, for mistakes due to lack of judgment, inexperience, for need of coaching, actual mistakes, there's nothing there. Okay. I always told my daughter, you've made the mistake, it was lacks, lack of experience. Are you going to repeat it again? Then she made another mistake. Oh, yeah, not her, just her, Hamid, you know, whatever. Okay, made another mistake. Did you learn? This is all fixable. Other mistake from recklessness, though, okay, a lack of concern for others' well-being and a desire to elevate oneself, ego. Marie-Pierre, when somebody is ego-centered, okay, they do everything based on themselves at the expense of others. In this case, we need to face them face-to-face, -face, not by written concept, and you don't allow ever that to happen again, either in your family, with your spouse, if there's a lack of respect, or in your work. One-to-one -one meetings to address the severity of the issue. Never a written communication when it comes to proper correction. You want to be able to do it face-to-face. -face. Praise. If we're praising or if we're giving constructive advice, definitely I can write in a messenger. I can send an email. It works. Why so much energy in this? We'll take it away with Marie-Pierre so we can help our children to be resilient. So I can help my spouse to be resilient. As a leader, I can help, I can help my sales force to be resilient. I'm thinking of the times of Annie Marchand when we took away $150,000 of her paycheck in 12 months. Because she had the proper entourage, she was resilient in the way she accepted it. And today, she's on top of the world earning her first million-dollar year. But if she wasn't resilient, she would have quit in 2017, and she would have missed out on millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of income. Like I've seen people give up due to lack of resilience and weren't able to achieve their full potential. So take it away, Marie-Pierre, on how resilient are we? I'm excited for the test. <laughs> okay. I really love when I do tests for you. And me too. I really love that. And I decide for Friday, we, we have fun. So we have a little test to test ourselves to know how resilient we are. So are you ready? Are you Okay, to write on Podbean if you are with uh, us with Pod on Podbean, if you are with us on the Facebook Live, be ready, have your phone in your hand to write uh, yes or no to uh, each of the 
15 questions. So are you ready? Yes? Okay, perfect. <laughs> so number one, when confronted with a crisis, I usually start working on a solution right away rather than first just hoping it will go away. So yes or no? Are you usually start on uh, working on a solution right away or you just uh, hope for, <laughs> for it to go away? Yes, perfect. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Maria, you don't answer the question. <laughs> you know, at 57, to be where I am, being married to Mohammed, uh, 33 years, Muslim, Catholic girlfriend, I'm resilient, let me tell you. Let <laughs> me tell you. <laughs> Okay, so I will assume that you said yes for each question. <laughs> Number... okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you if there's a no instead, okay? Is that better? I'll tell you if there's a no. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Number two. So, yes, if you are with us and when you write your yes or no for each question, write the number two because if we want to look at your answer after that, it will really <laughs> be easier for us to say, okay, for the number two, it's something that maybe we can talk about uh, later in the podcast that we want to uh, develop and be better at it. So number two, I don't worry too much about the future. So yes or no, number two, I don't worry too much about the future. How about I think a lot about the future, but I don't worry about it? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I think always about, I'm always in the present, but always saying, okay, where am I going to be at the end of today? Where am I going to be at the end of this week? Where am I going to be at the end of this month? Where am I going to be at the end of this year? Where am I going to be at the end of five years? Okay. No, I don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Number three, I am not embarrassed to tell my friend and family when something bad has happened to me. So number three, yes or no, I am not embarrassed to tell my friend and family when something bad has happened to me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Mm. Number... Hang on, hang on. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Repeat that one again. Something went through my mind. Well, I am not embarrassed to tell my friend and family when something bad ha has happened to me. Mm. You see, I'm not a talker, so you would never know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Every time a crisis occurs, I can easily remember that I've made it through bad things before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so number four. I can easily remember that I've made it through bad things before. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Number five, when something bad happens in my life, I don't spend a lot of time wishing I had done something differently or thinking constantly about the bad thing. So number five, when something bad happens in my life, I don't spend a lot of time wishing that I had done something differently or thinking constantly about the bad thing. Yes. Maybe, I see a lot of yes. Maybe lately I've been thinking about the shares in Tupperware that I didn't buy. 
that trait. My son, every time I bring it up, he says, mom, because I built them properly, right? These kids, mom, that train has left. Stop <laughs> talking about it. The train has left. <laughs> it's something funny you can remember. <laughs> Number six, I often think about what I've learned from a crisis after it passed. So number six, I often think about what I've learned from a crisis after it's passed. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> number seven, when I get stuck in traffic and I'm going to be late for an appointment, I am very calm rather than frustrated and stressed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I see a lot of yes. Oh, <laughs> Joanie, it depends where I'm going. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> I write a gratitude list at least once a week about the things I'm grateful for. Okay, everybody's answering on the live. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. And of course, for the number eight, I can tell you if you are doing... Um, conditioning program of course you are doing your gratitude list at least uh, once a week because you are doing every night <laughs> number nine when something bad happens i prefer to be around others rather than withdrawing and being by myself everybody guys mm -hmm. better all write yes here <laughs> They are listening to you. They say yes. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Number 10. I'm not very hard on myself most of the time. Number 10. I'm not very hard on myself most of the time. Liz, what do you mean? Oh, t 10, yes. Okay, I said, I was reading 10 times yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 10. Funny. Okay. Okay. Number 11. I think it's okay to occasionally smile and laugh when something really bad has happened. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, Marie-Pierre. Go, go, go. Yes. Actually, yes. Ma Marie-Pierre is cute because when I'm a little bit angry because something is not getting done, she looks at me like Benji with her beautiful eyes. And then she goes, hee, 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 And everything is good after that. I love it. <laughs> okay <laughs> number 12 i have a go-to person like a mentor when a crisis occurs in my life yes that is so important <laughs> that's number... my that's my momo for me mohammed <laughs> number 13 i don't tend to get stuck in the past never 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 the past is gone <laughs> number <never> 14 <laughs> it's easy for me to believe that a crisis or catastrophe in my life can be a good thing yes and number 15 when a crisis happens I come up with a lot of different solutions rather than just freezing yes 
Okay, so my, I think everyone my, my is new, really resilient. Yeah. <laughs> my new best friend, Raluca. Look at her. Look at her. Raluca, you're amazing. You guys are amazing. Joanne, I love you guys. Yes. So yeah. for me, when I read this test, my definition of resilient just changed a little bit because I, I wasn't sure of the difference between perseverance and resilient. And now with the test, I really see the difference and now I say I can say yes, I am resilient and I'm sure of it. Yes. So if you want to build the resilience for yourself, there's five ways to uh, use your failure to your advantage and to build your resilience. So the first thing is to practice gratitude. So resilient people recognize that no matter how bad the circumstances or their situation could always be worse. <laughs> so you don't take the time to just focus on the bad thing, but you can see uh, what you already have around you and you don't work um, on the bad thing, but just remember what you already have. Number two, you look for the lesson you can learn. So you rather than just make an excuse for the failure, Resilient people will try to learn from each mistake. So they identify skills, idea, and life lesson that can be learned from each failed opportunity. Number three, they respect their vulnerabilities. <laughs> so resilient people aren't afraid to admit they have weakness. So yes, you can spot your, your weakness when you have the opportunity of failure. So you fail for something, that's an opportunity to spot your weakness. And rather than just working to um, develop your weakness, you will just work on your strength and maybe build your entourage that can be the person that will um, be the opposite of you. So they will, their strength will be your weakness. So number four, yes, is to know their, your strength. So you don't uh, use the failure to uh, just remember your weakness, but you can see when uh, in the failure you can use your strength and um, take it at your advantage. And number five is to create a plan to become better. So instead of viewing a failure as the end, resilient people will think of it as a, a beginning. So you can take a pause consider how to approach the issue differently the next time and you can really uh, use your resilience to um, help you become the better version of yourself so everyone has the ability to develop and increase resilience so it's all about the choices we make and the desire to become better it will be hard work but you can learn to use setbacks as an opportunity to become better and be more resilient so that's the five step if you want to become more resilient. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. And uh, she'll be putting this document on the millionaires of the diamonds. And just beco before we close off, I love the simplicity in which uh, Raluca exp ex explained it on, uh, on the live. She says, it's simply to raise yourself up every time you fall. That is being resilient. So I think of myself every time um, it wasn't working out with Mohammed. I was resilient. We, we, and he was resilient. So we came back 
and we worked at it. Every door I knocked to add one extra customer and 10, 15, 20 doors, 30 doors, 50 doors, 100 doors, 1,000 doors. No, 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 no. You kept going. Resilient people are successful. If you don't build your resilience, it's you can't be successful because you will end up crawling up in a little ball in a little corner of your house and say, well, this is my destiny. It isn't. It isn't. Once again, I want to remind you, if you haven't joined the group, inspirational group of the millionaires of the diamonds, please go and join. All your documents are there to intentionally work on being the best version of yourself. If you haven't yet registered and you say, oh, I want to go to the conference on March 6th, please go. If you're bilingual, you can join us in French at from 8.30 to 12.30 and in English from 1.30 to 5.30. <laughs> One entry pays all day long. The Podbean, if you're on Podbean this morning, thank you for all you guys on Podbean. Please, if you, if you feel that this is something one of your family members needs to hear, how to build more resilient, maybe one of your best friends needs to hear, tag them, share the pod me. And thank you all my friends on the live for commenting. I love reading your comments. It adds so much value, so much value to our podcast. I want to close off with the, the last part of this. When we develop within our teams and families, support and mitigating, mitigating their faults, helping them to not lose face. We enable resilience in, uh, in other people. This is how we help other people to be resilient, our way to respond to their failures. So yes, I want to work on myself, but having worked on myself and continuing to work on myself, I have a family, Hamid, Nadia, Yasmin, that are resilient. I help my sister who lacks resilience because I'm there behind her as she moves forward with, with adoption number one, with adoption number two, and everything she's been through, having adopted children uh, of two, three, five years old, changed completely her tragic trajectory. We will help people bounce back from failure. I will help myself bounce back from failure. Play, uh, from failure, life events, cancer, etc. Look at our Julie Chaye with cancer. Mohammed and I were there for Julie and Julien to have resilience with what was happening in their life with two young children. Uh, her, her daughter was only eight months old. Learning and growing from the experience, okay? Ask yourself the question, what are you fostering? What are you fostering at home? As a leader, what are you fostering at work? What are you fostering with your friends? When we mitigate fault, when we help save face, we build confidence and trust in our relationship. Save someone's face once and your, inf your influence with them rises. When I helped my daughter Nadia save face, her, my influence with her rose. When I, I helped a director save face, my influence with with her rose. When I protect my husband, never would I shoot down my husband publicly. His, his, um, my influence rises on him and his respect of me as my husband rises. So look back and ask yourself, how are we working together as a family, as a business? Save his face 
every single time and there's nothing that Mohammed would not do for me. There's nothing my children would not do for me. And today working in a big organization with over, over 10,000 members, there's nothing my team wouldn't do for me. And we see it every single week. They're giving their 100% because together we are better. So this weekend, I ask you to practice on helping someone save face. Uh, go on the group Inspirational, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. If you've had the opportunity to help some, someone uh, save face, if you, you, you made a mistake and you learned something from it, please go on the group and share how it has empowered you. Next week, Marie-Pierre, we're going to cover Magnify Improvement. And on Friday, it's going to be Give Others a Reputation to Live Up To. And this is the best way I, I know how to build people to the next level. So I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm very excited for next week. In the meantime, thank you and have an amazing weekend. And Marie-Pierre, thank you for the exercise. Truly enjoyed it. Off to the French. Thank you, guys. Happy weekend.